Welcome to the world of Pokemakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokemon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokemon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time we created just Ken. <laughs> and his Pokemon. And his Pokemon. We created Gym Leader Ken. <laughs> A Roman enthusiast, son of Professor Cedar. Cedar, yeah. And we also made his Pokemon. An evolution and a pre-evolution of Phalanx called Hoplite and Lejoin. In reverse order. <laughs> yep. Today, I'm sick, so Alex is going to do most of the talking. I'll do my best. <laughs> so, you know, if you listen to this podcast mostly to hear my melodious voice, maybe <laughs> just skip this one, I guess. <laughs> What? If they only listen to the podcast to hear me talk, this is going to be a bad one. I guess. So last episode, you made a gym leader, which means it's my turn to make a character. So I'm going to go over the fame checker. C can I come? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the fame checker. would be fun for an idol was an artist. Mm. Obviously, Italy is very well known for art. Oh, an art, art path in our video. Yeah! I, and we need, like, a traditional artist. It's, it's episode 27 of Pokemakers. Did you know Italy has art? <laughs> it seems like a really basic one that needs to be done, so I'm gonna take that one. We're gonna make an artist. This is an artist that uses live drawing references. Specifically, humanoid Pokemon. Might that be the aesthetic theme of this idol's team? It sure is. Oh. They're all those Pokemon that look a little bit too human. <laughs> I'm thinking Machoke, maybe Sock or Throw, if not both of them. Jinx, Morgrem. Something that could probably be useful here is to look at the human-like egg group. And I did, and that's oh. where I pulled this list from. Okay. I've also got Gardevoir or Gallade. Yeah, sure. Mr. Mime, Hitmonchan. Hariyama's nice. It's a different body type. Hariyama, yeah. Gothitelle, of course. Gothitelle. And then, of course, the Pokemon that we have previously made, Skull which is our convergent evolution of the timber line. Mm -hmm. And actually, I think that's going to be this character's ace Pokemon. Okay. I'm going to make an unrelated Pokemon in this episode. Cool. Or tangentially related. There's probably like a Smeargle around somewhere. Well, it's one of those classic cases. Like so many gym leaders are associated with Pokemon that aren't on their team or mm -hmm. their type. Milo with his Wooloo. Whip guy with his Sunflora. Yeah. That's the concept for this contest. Then I went down a rabbit hole looking at Italian artists to get some inspiration. Such as? So obviously the first one that comes to mind is Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci! Ding on the counter. <laughs> as well as... Michelangelo, Michelangelo Donatello, yeah. Raphael, uh -huh. other turtles. And you know what? Hmm? Those are all well and good. But what about a lady? Well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles didn't have a woman in most no. of their characters. <laughs> unless you count Venus, but she's not named after an artist. She's named after the art itself. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> there are female artists. And there is a female female turtle. <laughs> So her name is Artemisia. Oh, okay. That's her first name is Artemisia Gentileschi. What period are we looking at? Post-Renaissance? Hmm. More Baroque? Oh, so she didn't have any money. Baroque. <laughs> Alex, what's Baroque? A period and a particular style of art. Western style of architecture, music, dance, painting, and sculpture, poetry, and other arts that flourished from the early 17th century until the 1750s. After the Renaissance is the Baroque period. You get a lot of incredible art from this period as well. This artist in particular, she in particular followed the Caravaggio methodology of art and painting, essentially, which means, and I'm going to read this from Wikipedia because I really like it, derived the habit of painting real models without 
idealizing or sweetening them, instead transferring them into figures of powerful and realistic drama. So specifically working from models to get a more lifelike representation okay. on the canvas. So that fits really well with the theme that I got going on where she's got Pokemon models. Sure. Although the idea of having a sculpture Pokemon, well, we're not basing this character exclusively and specifically no, 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 on no. this. Cause... This is just where I'm getting yeah. the bulk of my inspiration. Our artist will have to be a multimedia artist because yes. her signature Pokemon is in sculpture. I've said she. Is she she? Yes. Yeah? Yes. I would like that. <laughs> it feels so easy to create a young Leonardo da Vinci, but like, he gets so much attention. Everyone knows. Let's pull in some other references, some other sources. Tell me about this lady then. We have an artist lady. So this is a multimedia artist. She dabbles in everything, primarily fine arts, like painting and sculpture. She's probably working out of a studio where her contest hall is located. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining you walk in for the final battle and she's, maybe she teaches art classes? Yeah, that feels good. Um, so she's got a ring of other students and then a machamp or something modeling in the center and they're all sketching while she walks around and gives pointers. She's in museums. Like, if you go to some of the more modern art museums mm. in Rentia, you can see some of her work, I think is fun. Yeah. Thinking she primarily works in realism. She's working in that traditional Baroque or Renaissance style. So there's this whole ring of artists with their easels and everything, or mm -hmm. potentially other media, but the classic images the surrounded with easels. It's an easy thing to portray. Yeah. You know, she's got other artwork on display, but that's how we can see her at least. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. that's just got me immediately thinking about the minigame, the performance piece. Two obvious routes I feel like to go for. Uh -huh. One being your Pokemon sits in as the model mm -hmm. and perhaps poses or whatever else. Yeah. Or two, which probably makes more sense, especially if then you've got multiple contestants doing it, you are in some way painting something yeah. from a model. Yeah, and that could be, that's more what I'm thinking. Yeah. And that could be as simple as taking pieces of mm. Like an image and piecing them together to create the right shape. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be like you have to be good at art to do it. There oh, are yeah, ways, yeah. There yeah. are ways around that. You can also have like a color selection. You have to select the color of paint you're going to use. Yeah. From yeah, like a yeah. Yeah. Few options kind yeah, of deal. Definitely yeah. painting minigame. Yeah. And then depending on what contest type semi randomized themes to show up, maybe using different colors is going to be more beneficial. It could be that you need to choose something a bit moodier and broodier and mm. choose some darker colors. Yeah. Some sadder blues and purples and mm. things. Things. Or it could be, you know, you need to use entirely realistic colors and only use exactly what you can see. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. way, it could be different themes and different ways of. It's yeah, a little yeah. bit different each time. Yeah. As for looks, I'm picturing very much probably like middle-aged okay. lady. Yeah. Um, hair pulled back, messy bun, mm -hmm. pencil or paintbrush sticking out of it. Katie from Scarlet and Violet has come to mind. Yeah, but like a little bit more disheveled. Bring in a little bit of that Mina. Yeah, like a more professional Mina. Mm. Uh, yeah, Pokemon has done fine artists oh, a yeah. bunch before. Mina. Absolutely. Burr in Unova. Mm -hmm. We mentioned the guy from Scarlet and Violet already. And he's not even the only artist in the game. Hassel, the final member of the Elite Four, is your school's art teacher yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Brassius. Brassius. And in addition to their works being on display, maybe it's more a post-game thing. In the main game, you want contestants to be other people like you. But maybe in the post-game, these characters show up in cameos and compete in these contests that are like, thematically fitting them. So yeah, slightly disheveled, but in a professional way. Her hair's a little messy because she's busy. Pull back out of her face. Yeah, yeah. Messy bun probably mm -hmm. held 
with a pencil. Yeah. Apron? Yeah, she's wearing an apron and it's a little dusty in places. She's generally not a huge mess. I want mm. her to be put together. Yeah, I mean, she's an idol. She is on display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As an artist, as a celebrity on display, she puts effort into her appearance. Yes, yeah. But yeah. in contrast to many other idols who probably very much go out of their way to be very presentable. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm still doing what I'm doing. She looks very much like a normal person doing their job. You know, I put on fresh clothes every day and have a shower in the morning. Yeah. But I'm going to get dirty doing my work and that's the way it's going to be. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to nail down. Her fans, her diehard fans are super into I'm not here to look at the artist. I'm here to see the art. Yeah. She's got a lot of, I think the term is crunchy. A lot of crunchy <laughs> fans. <laughs> she's probably wearing either slacks or like a pencil skirt. I feel like she's probably wearing some form of trousers. Yeah. Something very practical. Yes. Yeah, practical but business appropriate. Beauty as the contest theme, yeah. I think, makes the most sense. Yeah. What's her color scheme? Neutrals. She doesn't want to be distracting. Blue, gray, slacks, off-white apron, and a white button-up shirt with the sleeves rolled up. She wants to let the art shine, and she is often put next to her art. She wants the focus to be on that and not her. I think both for playing up her being an artist and making her have an interesting character design, mm. we need to give her something a bit more eccentric. Mm. Maybe some accessory or something that makes her stand out, because otherwise I feel like she'll look a bit bland. Do you have any ideas? Burr has his nice scarf and ridiculous stripy trousers. Mm. Brassius has a whip. Why does he have a whip? The same reason as Jacques the Whipper. Okay. He whips. <laughs> it's another art. I guess, yeah. I don't know, maybe she has a hat. Maybe she has orange shoes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, something. She could wear a bow tie. I like a bow tie. Yeah. That's cute. It's gotta be a vibrant bow tie. It's gotta stand out. Sure. What colour does she want her bow tie? Orange. <laughs> Alright, cool. What's her name? So I have a couple options. Okay. Could just straight up take Artemisia, which is an uncommon name, and has art in it, it which is have fascinating. Art in it. Or a feminized version of Leo. Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci, such <laughs> as Leah, Leona, Leonora. Could alternatively combine a few names, make a new name that isn't necessarily a real name. I don't think I've ever met anyone named Brassius, for example. Wow, well, that's fair. Go for Liarda. Seems like that might actually be a name. Is it? Apparently. On name. Names.org, at oh. least, is coming up. Four submissions from Albania and the United States agree the name Liata means golden born and is of Albanian origin. A submission from Florida suggests it means born golden and is Arabic. Four submissions from all over the world. <laughs> it means born gold and is of Albanian. It seems like an Albanian name that means born of gold or golden born or something like that. Mm -hmm. Which, cool, but now we need to include some sort of gold in her design. Okay. She's got gold jewelry. Is that a bit ostentatious rather than just something that's golden colored? For this I was thinking it was like, she's well off. She's making bank on her art and <laughs> she's kind of okay with it. I was thinking just like make her tie golden instead of orange and maybe yeah. her hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe she's got little bits of jewelry but I wouldn't say a lot. Keep the tie because it's mm. distinct and different yeah and then yeah sure a bracelet so like fairly simple clothes but gold accents yes she's got gold buttons on her shirt maybe mm -hmm. all right we got that all settled then i guess it's time for who's that pokemon Okay, so we're making Sculptor. Okay, guys, let's, okay, let's get to the wrap-up. <laughs> okay, we did it. <laughs> yes, Sculptor would be her ace Pokemon, so let's make a different Pokemon instead. Okay. So speaking of humanoid Pokemon, Okay. did you know, you knew this, I know that you know this, but listeners, did you know Pinocchio, the story, is Italian? Of course. Yeah. Listen to the names. <laughs> Pinocchio. Yeah. Geppetto. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. Well... <laughs> 
<laughs> to be fair, he might not have been named by an Italian human. Yeah, no, you're right. In fact, I don't even remember if the cricket in the original story is called Jiminy. That might have come from Disney. Probably. I can't remember. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Yes. I didn't do a whole lot of Pinocchio. Before. I haven't done any for a while, but I've definitely looked into Pinocchio before for the podcast. Yeah. For instance, well, did you know the original story of Pinocchio is significantly more messed up than the Disney version? <laughs> Jiminy Cricket in the original, he shows up and he's like, hey, Pinocchio, I'm a magical talking bug. I've lived in this house for a hundred years. And Pinocchio kills him instantly. Yeah. He just dies. He shows up again later as a bug ghost. Side note, we can make a Jiminy Cricket Pokemon that's a bug ghost. <laughs> but Pinocchio just kills him instantly. Yeah, so what I was looking at was the original Pinocchio is a little menace. Mm. Sort of a, this is what not to be lesson for children. I mean, yeah, which, it, which yeah. is very much incorporated into the Disney story yeah. to some extent. Yeah, like, don't be like this or yeah. bad things will happen. Don't um, skip school or you'll turn into a donkey. Yeah. We want to draw on what cultural expectations might be, but we also want to draw on the actual story. Yeah. The point here is little wooden puppet Pokemon. Little wooden puppet Pokemon. So obviously Pokemon has had puppets before. Mm. Shuppet and Bayonet mm-hmm. are notably possessed living puppets. Yeah. Pokemon loves that nonsense. Yeah. And I was thinking about leaning into the made from wood mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah. The name Pinocchio stems from pine. Yeah. Um, being okay. carved from pine. Yeah. And so I was thinking it like... It is crucial that he is made of wood. That is... Yeah. 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 I was thinking maybe have him be a little twiggy. Mm-hmm. Maybe like leaves for hair. Sure. Lean into the grass type. Yeah. To go over potential types. Grass, obviously right there. Wood, yeah. great. There are a handful of wood moves that are grass type. Other options. Ghosts for the idea of it being possessed and brought yes. to life. Yes. Fairy. Fairy. As we did with Sparato to play into mm-hmm. the idea of it being a fairy tale character. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And also that very much brings in that pranksterish trickster element. Yes. Lots of great types that could really work well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm picturing like a little little tree guy, basically. And he's got strings attached to his hands that are just floating up in the <laughs> air. They're not attached to anything. He's just got spooky little strings. <laughs> I think Bayonet has some lines and like a little floaty... Perhaps. Um, Alex, are you pushing to try and make a grass ghost Pokemon? No, actually I think fairy is <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. I do love grass ghost, but yeah. I do think that fairy fits, mm-hmm. fits better. So I'm just describing the look that yeah. I'm picturing. I I think instead of wearing actual clothes, he's got, like, moss growing on it, um, <laughs> in sort of, like, the shape of a little vest and shorts, you know? Mm-hmm. Real twiggy. Yeah. We definitely <laughs> find a way to play into the nose-growing thing somehow. Yeah. Whether it's just a new move or something. But I mean, mm. branch poke is a move that was made to be Grookey's first grass-type move. I mean, it's a very it. simple that's early perfect. move. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe he gets a new move, or even an ability that plays around with the oh, idea yeah. of, like, yeah, yeah. it told a lie and made its nose grow, or something. Mm-hmm. My notes it's like a cross between Phantom and Sudowoodoo. Sure, Phantom's also got the little wooden child yeah. thing going for it. Yeah. As far as the evolution line goes, mm-hmm. this could work nicely just fine as a single stage Pokemon, I think. Mm-hmm. But there's also the idea of going for a two stage Pokemon mm-hmm. that goes from the puppet who evolves and becomes a real boy. Yeah, and then you get your like little impidimp little guy. <laughs> sure, yeah, some kind of. Yeah, yeah I guess I didn't think he's... about the fact that that does mean that he's just a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would stay fairy type and be more overtly humanoid-esque mm-hmm. and go from grass to normal. Evolving and becoming a normal type is really cool. It's not a thing Pokemon has done. We've done it on the podcast, like with the Knight of Johto, mm. Aquamus, Quagsire became a normal type. Yeah. Pokemon has not done that. I think Bug and Normal are the only two types never gained by an evolution. That's a shame. Yeah. I mean, you kind of get why. Yeah. Grass fairy to normal fairy. Yeah. The diff- 
difficult thing with giving an evolution is going to be making it Pokemon. Making it a Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. And there are Pokemon that are just little guys. You could do the evolution where it's almost identical in design, but wooden texture and aesthetic is replaced by... Flesh? Something. <laughs> that was horrifying to me, just to picture it, because I'm still picturing it twiggy-shaped and part of awkward it, so, angles. Well, so part of it is, we don't. it doesn't necessarily have to be a completely human-shaped yeah. puppet. It could be slightly more little guy, or slightly more based on an animal mm. to draw on for the shape, so that when it then evolves, the shape... It can be a little donkey-ish. <laughs> oh, wait, no, yeah, that's actually perfect. <laughs> No, you absolutely draw a little, like, <laughs> yeah, not, good. not immensely or anything, but touches. He's like, got kind of, of a shape. long face and yeah. some ears. Yeah, and... and again, maybe those aren't super as apparent in the first age. Is that then kind of a tragic ending? Because, like, you don't become a real boy, you just get stuck as the donkey forever? Do we care? I don't <laughs> <laughs> It's more just, it feels kind of sad. I'm perfectly fine with the puppet turning into <laughs> a donkey instead of a real boy. Mm. He's spooky and doesn't deserve to be a real boy. <laughs> Pinocchio messed up. He knew the risks. He knew he wasn't supposed to do the things that he did. This is on him. He deserves to be but a donkey. Part of the point of his story is that by the end he becomes a real boy. He didn't deserve that. It's the whole plot is that he does deserve it. He earns it. He killed Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> In the original, yeah. I think you're not wrong. <laughs> What a weird story. <laughs> Italy, have less weird stories. <laughs> have normal stories, please. It's all the Pinocchios. One of them looks like it's made of wood. <laughs> That's more the vibe that I'm thinking for our guy. Oh, for sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Guillermo de Torre has it better. Maybe he's got a bit of a Mike Wazowski thing going on. <laughs> When he's a real boy or when he's a puppet? Well, both. Both? Because, okay. again, keeping the shape. Just, like, combine the head and body into one round shape. Yeah. To, again, have something that's not so that he doesn't just turn into a human at yeah. the end. Yeah, he turns into a Mike Wazowski. Yeah. I don't hate that. Yeah. That's fun. That's much more Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, obviously, it's not exactly the exact shapes. We can play around with those shapes. It could be more oval, maybe, or... Oh, it could just be a log. Oh, yeah! Yeah. Like, yeah. rather than just having a separated head and torso, it's just a log, and that means that when it becomes a real thing, it's still just kind of a cylinder tube. Yeah. It's a wiggly tube, man. You were talking about him being somewhat pseudo-wudo-like as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then he becomes what? Just like a little beam? Maybe. Maybe he's a little furry. Some kind of beastie. <laughs> Probably, oh, definitely still has a nose. Oh, you're right. That's like an identifying that? feature. As far as the types, like, the types you're suggesting do fit, obviously. But also, I just find them bland. <laughs> I don't know, like, those specific type combinations. Oh. Not that it's necessarily bad, I All know. Right, ghost then. I mean, yeah, maybe. Grass ghost. Mm. There are only six Pokemon that do that. Is there only six? No, there's more than six. But it's like six lines. Like, you could have a team of one of each Right, line, yeah, you just, you just got that with Sinister, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've not done a grass ghost. Have we not? I don't... I didn't get one in season one. I don't think so. Let me double check. Well, now I'm demanding it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, and then it becomes normal ghost, which, like, we... It's fun. Yeah, it's a really... That's a really cool type combination. We saved that for our mythical Pokemon last <laughs> season. And then Pokemon has now done that on a really cool design with Hisui and Zoro and Zoroark. Yeah. So it is a cool type combination yeah. that makes it feel like gaining normal type isn't a downgrade. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at this crummy little drawing of this... <laughs> This little guy. Uh -huh. I'm like, you're not cool enough to be ghost normal. <laughs> 
Oh, he also did it for Olsean Ditto, of course. Mm. Olsean Zatu was Grass Ghost. Ah. Uh, but we didn't do a new Pokemon. Yeah. We needed a variant. I don't hate Grass Ghost. Grass Ghost! <laughs> Grass Ghost! Yeah. And it, it just feels very fitting to go from ghost to normal. Yeah. Especially. So wait, as in Grass Ghost Oh, wait, no. To... No. It still it maintains the ghost. Yeah. It loses the grass. It's still a spirit possessing... Flesh. <laughs> Don't think about it. His grass become flesh. Stop thinking about it. Flesh! Stop thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it, though. Yeah. Give him wood hammer. He gets a bunch of grass moves early, but gets fewer of those as he levels up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to name some things? We already used Pino. <laughs> I got a thought that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Puppet Geppetto. Puppetto. 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 It's just the word puppet with an O at the end. I like it though. But Puppetto. Puppetto. It's got the sound. It's very yeah. Italian because we just slapped an O on the end. But Puppetto. I give it dog ears. Why? Pup. <laughs> Okay, so that's the first name. That's easy enough. Yeah, Puppetto and... So you probably want something relatively simple for this evolution to match the simplicity of Puppetto. Real pal. <laughs> Real pal? <laughs> you just Did you just say the two English words, real and pal? Yeah. <laughs> Where is my translate? Do, 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 do. I think, like, the idea of real boy is a difficult concept here. Mm -hmm. But we can play around with truth and, like... Oh. Oh, like, there's the truth is, and lie thing. Yeah. Yeah. True in Italian is just vero. Mm. Pino from Pinocchio comes from pine. Occhio, eye. I, I think, yes, po that's Possibly at least. Occhio, verocchio. Verocchio. True eye. Ooh. Like, that kind of means it. Is this a lie detector Pokemon? <laughs> Maybe. That's a fun, that's some fun flavor. Yeah. V-E-R-O-C-C-H-I-O. Verocchio. Yeah. It's just replaced the first three letters from Pinocchio. Yeah. And made it vero. Yeah. But I think that works. And it gets a slightly more complicated name when it evolves, but that's yeah. kind of a standard for Pokemon. And if it keeps the long nose when it evolves, mm. I think the flavor is that from the lies it told in its previous evolution, it now can sniff out lies because it has experience with them. That's giving me something interesting as a slight form thing in the vein of Pumpkaboo and Gorgice that have the different sizes. Different size noses? Maybe the different size nose gives a slight variation in the stats. That's fun. And like, unlike Pumpkaboo, which it's set when you catch it, as Papetto, it can change. Like Burmy and Wormadam, mm. Burmy's form can change depending on what environment it fights in, but when it evolves, it's locked into that form as Wormadam. Mm. It can't change anymore. Yeah. So maybe like that, it can change its form based on the use of its own signature move that we'll make yeah, another time, yeah. which can change the length of its nose, and when it evolves, it gets a different length nose depending on that, which slightly alters its stats. I like that. Yeah. That's a fun little, just a little something. Yeah. I was also about to suggest, oh, maybe it does become more dog-like because it's sniffing out the truth the truth but rumongrel yeah we made that poke yeah <laughs> The nose that I have in my doodle here is very long and pointy. It looks like a lie detector needle. <laughs> yeah, well, let's say, especially before it evolves, the nose, rather than, again, like Disney's Pinocchio, where it's just a wooden stick. Yeah, a smooth, dowel. Like, it should grow more like a twig, like a branch. Yeah, it gets kind of... Which, again, haven't seen Guillermo de Toro's version, but I imagine that's what he ends up doing, right? Gotta be. Let's get some abilities. Spark skin. Is that an existing ability? Is it? I don't think so. No, it's a D&D &D spell. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's... 
that's a thing that exists. <laughs> An obvious one that comes to mind is our new ability that we made last season, Splinter. I think it's one of the most successful abilities we've had that we've made, putting on mm. a bunch of Pokemon. Made it originally for Gigantry, but it works like Rough Skin or Iron Barbs, I think is the Ferrisseed version. But It does damage on contact because Splinters. Yeah, it's one of our most flavorful abilities. It's simple, and it is based on the existing ability, but we've put it on a bunch of Pokemon. Yeah. Because it just fits. Yeah, no, I like Splinter a lot. But that obviously would only work for Pepetto, yes. not for Verrocchio. Could switch to a different contact ability. Q-Charm would fit. Q-Charm that would way, fit. when they hit you, instead of taking damage, they can become infatuated because you're such a cute real boy now. You're such a cute little guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fully evolved, but you're so cute now. Cute little guy. <laughs> Keen nose is also fairly fitting. Yeah, again, another one we made. It's a very nose-themed Pokemon. Yeah. We made that for Rimongrel and Repointer mm-hmm. as a way for them to be able to sniff things out and find things. Yeah. But we just tweak the flavor slightly to be it's seeing through your lies, your lies being yeah. your evasion stat. You can't raise your evasion yeah. stat while I can sniff you out because my nose tells the truth or something. Yeah. <laughs> my nose points to the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like a compass. So that's fun. That's cute. Yeah. So those can be like its main abilities. It can have Splinter becomes cute charm and mm-hmm. then they can both have keen nose and then hidden ability. Something simple. Like simple? Sure. <laughs> Simple. Simple doubles your stat changes, both positive and negative. So, like, if an opponent lowers your attack, it will lower two stages. But if you raise your attack, it'll raise two stages. There are five Pokemon that have simple. Mm-hmm. Nommel, mm-hmm. Beardoof, and Bibarel. <laughs> and then hidden ability, Woobat and Swoobat. Just, Just yeah. some stupid guys. Yeah. <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Now, when you designed this, though, when you put this together, you mentioned having it wear little clothes made of moss. Mm-hmm. But is it wearing ladies' underwear? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm wasn't a... even thinking about that, Pinocchio, like, at all. I'm uh, wearing ladies' underwear. Are you? Oh, I certainly am not. <laughs> what kind? <laughs> it's a thong. <laughs> that got put in a kid's movie. Yeah. We went up there and saw the wooden child be exposed for wearing a thong. Shrek. Shrek was weird. Shrek was a weird time. <laughs> So today, we have made a new idol, an artist who uses humanoid Pokemon named Liata. And instead of making her signature Pokemon, we made a different humanoid-shaped Pokemon (laughs) instead. We've made Pepetto, which evolves into Verrocchio, a Pokemon based on Pinocchio Mm. that goes from Grass Ghost to Normal Ghost when it evolves. Mm. So thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows in the network, such as... The Tia and Rio Show. Them's the Fact. And no dice. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. And you can find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pachu, P-T-C-H-E-W. Don't forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network community Discord. Or if you prefer, you can send an email to fiercepodcasts at gmail.com. But until next time, gotta make make them all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. This is an ad for a Pokemon actual play podcast. But this isn't your dad's Pokemon world. This is a serious Pokemon world. We're dark. We're edgy. There's death and crime and darkness across the world. 
Tanner, I keep getting attacked by bird Pokemon! Tanner, my Tyro keeps getting out of his baby harness! I'm stuck in the ghost zone again! <laughs> okay, okay, fine, it's... Listen, we might be a bit darker and have more swear words than a normal Pokemon actual play, but it's still a pretty fun romp through the Pokemon world with some great friends who love each other and Pokemon. So if you want to check it out, then come on down to Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, part of the Pokecasters Network. And you can find any episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium on your podcatcher of choice. Like what you hear? Remember to leave us a rating and review. And follow us on Twitter at PKMN underscore Millennium. See you in Sinnoh!